still gonna give you your shot. Stuart and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 104. Wow. We just keep chugging along. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. 104. I feel so old now. Like 100 years old. Exactly. Shoot, and almost the end of season eight of The Walking Dead. Yeah, we're just about there. What's even more amazing is that season four of Fear is coming up. Yeah. Well, what's more amazing is that we're going to go see both of them in the theater. <gasps> that that is amazing. Which is insane. So excited. Hate you. Cash actually said he might go with us. Is he really? Oh, cool. Possibly. All right. Yeah. Bring him along. Messing up well, date night. If, if Cash is going to be on the final episode of The Walking Dead for this season next week, then he needs to go to the theater with us, I think. Sounds like it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> nah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> We'll have to make him be on the podcast then. I know. Yeah, he can't run anymore. He'll have to be on. So what you drinking, Scott? I am drinking a beer from Southern Pines Brewery in Southern Pines, North Carolina, called Give Your Hops Away. It's a uh, New England IPA. It's a citrus haze, and it is fantastic. Does that mean it's one of those cloudy beers again? Yes, it's cloudy, uh, very smooth. Very smooth for, you know, IPAs. Uh, the West Coast IPAs are a lot crisper. Um, mm-hmm. The New England IPAs are smoother, and uh, this is really a this is really a very tasty beer. I got to admit, good. It's got great pine notes and and uh, the citrus from the hops. So nice. Well, s- speaking of golf communities, I have a uh, a tea time mm. tea time Berliner Weiss. Uh, it has tea and lemon in it from Terrapin. Someone at Terrapin Brewery, this is out of Athens, yeah. has a very um, sweet tooth, I believe. Mm. Because they came, they're they the ones that came up with that weird watermelon gusa that I think we started our podcast with right. that we tried one time. And we were like, this is absolutely awful. But they're not sweet. Uh, well, yeah, this is very sweet. It's and sour. Very sour. Yeah, it's both. I do not like it's it. It's all about the lemon, man. It says, hush, y'all. Hush your face. <laughs> what do you think of it, Stu? It's it's a <laughs> tough one to get down. Yeah, it's, it's, woo, wow. Uh, it says, don't be afraid to slice this one. <laughs> I hear you. Sounds like you it's, are. Uh, it also <laughs> says the easy to drink refresher. Yeah, sure. <laughs> not... I don't know, man. Maybe if you're out maybe on the links. Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, maybe it's, it's one of those nice when it's a hot day out. You want to... Re- replaces spo- the sugar. You, you yeah. want something the to salt. wake you up real quickly? <laughs> uh, maybe this is the one for you. Yep. That is Terrapin Brewery's Tea Time. 
Yeah, Ooh. I do not like that beer, which is why Stuart's drinking it tonight. It should be lemon time. I'm not. I swear to God, they're trying to do an Arnold Palmer type thing here. Yeah, they probably are. Tea lemonade thing, but woo. Well, it's right around the Masters, so yeah, they're trying to take advantage. Kim's beer um, is is growing, continuing to foam. Mine's alive. (laughs) Yeah, it's still going. I have the Carolina Thread Trail Pale Ale. How long have you had that open? Uh, About twenty minutes. All right. Uh, It's from Blue Blaze Brewing Company. And we featured that on our podcast a couple weeks back. It's out, out of Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, it's it just keeps oozing out of the top of the can. It's well, just trying to get to your mouth. It's a very can, it's a very carbonated beer, no doubt. Yes, it is. It just won't stop though. It's well, like if you're if you've ever been in preschool and you made elephant toothpaste mm-hmm. out of um, baking soda and vinegar, it's kind of like that. That's Kim's beer right now. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think yeah. of the oh, taste? Oh, it just burped. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, like a big bubble. Just it, it actually tastes really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's very smooth. It's um, not super hoppy, but really mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's only a four and a half percent. I like it. Good. I'm a little nervous, though, about all the the bubbles because I might be gurgly later. Yeah, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll just listen to whatever you have to say while you're burping. And every time I drink it, I get a mustache. Well, joining Scott and I. I know. <laughs> Super good, though. Good. I like it. Excellent. Okay, we are here to talk about The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 15, Worth. All right, what'd y'all think? I Well, I, if, if anything, I enjoyed the battle between Simon and Negan. I thought that was incredible. And Negan revealing how much he knew, mm-hmm. you know, uh, little bit by bit. Uh, and uh, you know, trapping Simon. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I thought I thought it was an awesome episode. And definitely a great lead into the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, you know, I had a different take on it. Um, I did think the the stuff at the sanctuary was good. I did I did think it was good, and I did I did like the psychological games going on with Negan. Um, I did have some questions on on uh, you know how is it nobody knew Negan was back. I mean, word's going to get around the camp, the gossip and all, but yet Negan, no one has any idea Negan's there. I, I, I didn't see that. Well, didn't he say it in the last episode when he came yeah, through the he gate? Yeah, he said, don't tell don't anybody, anybody but, but you're yeah. still going to talk. I mean, you know, Are you? You're yes. going to get beat with a bat if you do. If you, think, if you think that Negan was dead and he shows up at the gate, word's going to get around. No, that's, I, I, yeah, but we don't know how much time has passed during this. You know, he, he came in at night. Could have been like four hours later. Well, anyway, I thought it was a, a little bit of a reach. I thought the the uh, the stuff with Eugene and the Ocean Siders was absolutely useless. I really <laughs> did. I thought they were just there. Those that stuff was just ridiculously stupid. That's why I said, if anything, yes, I enjoyed right. the Negan Simon stuff because yeah, I agree with you that that was a little bit. Come on, I mm-hmm. I cannot muster any feeling for this 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 Oceanside thing. I agree. Uh, and I don't see, I honestly, I mean, I don't see where they're bringing anything to the fight. It seems like there's only about six of them left and they're all walking <laughs> around with spears. Um, so I don't know why Aaron's killing himself to, to try to do this. I feel like they're wasting Aaron's character on this, on this side trip. 
And, yeah. uh, and that's kind of disappointing. And frankly, I got to tell you, I'm tired of Eugene, period. I'm tired of the stupid talk he does. The way is, you know, most of the characters have become somewhat realistic, including Negan. But Eugene's still got that that just weird character. And then whiny, whiny Father Gabriel is back. Aw. See, I didn't mind. I like Father, Father Gabriel. Gabriel. I, I think I like Father Gabriel. I like the Father Gabriel that was the was the priest warrior. I like yeah, that. Yeah, but Father I, Gabriel. I think one of the redeeming things out of that scene with Eugene and Father Gabriel when they were doing the bullet making thing was Father Gabriel. I thought his character was actually pretty good in that. Same. No. Um you know, when he you know, when he's admitting to the fact that he's, you know, um screwing with their bullets. I, I thought that was I thought that was a pretty cool scene. I, I again I could have done without Eugene if he didn't have to be in that scene. I was like, ugh, I, you know I'm kind of done with him as well. I, I don't understand uh, the the absolute worth of this guy other than the fact that I don't know you need some sort of comedic I guess. <laughs> character I mean, in there or you something. Know, it, it's also this the this these last couple of episodes to me have been kind of systematic. Um, of a problem that they're having over the last couple of years. And that's characters reacting in unrealistic ways just to move the plot forward. And, I mean, this whole thing of Eugene escaping from from uh, Daryl and Rosita. Really? Eugene? I, yep. And Eugene right. diving under you. a pile of ash? You think Eugene yep. would dive under a pile of ash? And that they wouldn't be able to tell? He'd be yeah, no way. in some corner somewhere. Well, especially yeah. if Daryl's supposed to be this master tracker. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to tell that, you know, the footsteps end. Right. In ash. I mean, you can't <laughs> just, hide that. It's just that, you know, I, I spent, I spent, you know, I, I did enjoy, like I said, I did enjoy the, the stuff at Sanctuary, but the rest of it, I was just rolling my eyes. It's like, really? I don't even know why we had all well, that. Well, I, I, Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go into it more. Uh, Kim hasn't even given, given her opinion yet. Yeah. So, so Kim, what did you make of the episode? I liked this episode, but I will admit that I liked it better the first time I watched it and less so the second time. In the second time it got, it was just a bit boring to me. Did you get more critical of the scenes as you watched it the second time? I guess I did. I it was anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, Kim, let me ask you this, because I actually asked a couple of people to work on their feedback on that episode, and they all kind of came back with saying it's not building any anticipation for them. It doesn't seem like it's building up this this need to get to this last episode. I agree with you on that, because, and I will definitely talk more about this later, but the way that Simon died should have been more like the way Glenn and Abraham died. Something more dramatic. To have such a blatant disregard for authority, in this case Negan, and just throw all that away to civilize Negan enough that he's not going to kill his second-hand guy the way that he would kill his worst enemy when he just screwed him over so badly. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I understand where they, the fight scene, okay, you fight to the death. So he's given him a chance to take over. But why? He's got, okay, Simon has convinced maybe half, maybe a third of the people to kind of follow his lead. Yeah. Supposedly, most of those were killed off when he originally confronts Simon in the yard. But for Negan to then 
regain his dominance over these people. He needs to show him that he is one of them and can still win in front of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he just beat him down with the bat, mm-hmm. he's... I mean, he has control of the situation anyway, so yeah, he could kill him with a bat, but he's not showing him how much dominance he has. It was all, it was by, all, by it was just that. a big alpha male move, you know, yeah. just to well, he's show putting who's his, He's dominant. putting his own ass on the line by confronting yep. him, by yep. challenging him, and if he just killed him with a bat, yes, he has, it, I mean, it's a weak way out. It would yep. have been a weak way out. So, well, Kim, what else did you feel about the episode? Eugene, again, totally useless. Uh, let me back that up. <laughs> Let me back that up. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I actually did like the Eugene portion of this story. I thought some of it was highly unbelievable, but I liked the dialogue that was in it. And I did like Gabriel's performance. But I don't see that it's progressing us anywhere. What I did find completely useless out of the entire story was Oceanside. I'm like you. I don't understand why we're focusing so much on this group, except that they're going to come in like heroes at the end. And I will be. I might have a serious break with this show if they come in as the big rescue team, the Oceansiders. Yeah. Come on. I I am with you on that. Um, And I don't understand why. Like I told Stuart, I was like, Aaron is making a water catcher. In the forest near Oceanside. Was it like he's right there? Mm-hmm. Why is he still in the forest? He's, wait- well, he's waiting for them to come around to come to him. That's what That's actually stupid. happens in the episode. So he's killing himself. Yeah. He's killing himself yeah. in the forest, waiting for these people to, to change their tune. Uh, again, why? They're not, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Because they, they have no trust, they know he's out there. So he's hoping they see how obligated he is to try and get their trust. So every time they show up, he's almost dead. He still goes and kills a zombie. That's I'm not saying it's a good no no. I mean, plot I get line. What you're I'm saying. just saying that's that's what they're trying to show is that you know he's he's no matter what he's going to stick with it until he gets their trust. Right. He will almost kill himself until they they trust him again. I just think that's a fruitless endeavor. It seems pretty fruitless when well, he, seems, until he's laying seems, there and he gives his little speech. Well, it just seems like it's awfully it's an it's an awfully uh, extreme stance to take to try to reach yeah. these people. I mean, it's ultra passive, and even though they've told people to go away or whatever, I think you still just go up and have dialogue with them. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't think you just hang out in the woods, you know, until they accept you into their camp or feel too too sorry for you that they come out and rescue you that's what i'm saying too I, you yell at them from afar yeah uh, i just think being more aggressive towards the situation would have behooved him i guess <laughs> oh i think scott uh, his description of it i think is perfect to yeah. what he's probably the play that he's trying to do is that it's ultra passive he's trying to be so passive that they realize there's no threat in this guy all he wants to do is gain their trust. Yeah. So and he I'm, will almost kill himself right. in order to make up for what has happened. And I've never really got the, you know, they may have said it, but I've never really got the impression that these are cold-hearted killers and that they would kill someone who walks into their camp. 
You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine they would kill Aaron if he walked into their camp. No, but they every time anybody came near them, they, they were, you know, right. at the armory getting their guns first thing. Right. So, you know, in a protective stance. But they don't have their guns anymore. They don't have right? diddly. They got no, bamboo. So why not just walk into camp? They've got bamboo what pikes are they right do? now. I'm going to stab you. Even that, even that little... Hit you with a fish. Even that kid, Laura, was it Laura, I think? Even she was kind of like... You know, every time you see her, she's like, let's just kill him. Even this time, she's like, eh, let's just kill him. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm so bored with this. Well, if we're to believe that they kill everybody on site, Tara would have been gone a long time ago. Right. Even though she's a woman. And they just still. don't seem aggressive enough to kill everybody on site. I know. I agree. So how are they supposed to help in a war? I don't know. I mean, you know, Aaron's laying there on the ground. They're all standing around in the circle looking at him. And and Cindy Cindy is just like, you know, we, we can't help him and moving on. And, and you have these plaintive looks from these other ladies like, we need to help him. And I'm just going, mm-hmm. come on. This is not an aggressive group that's going to kill you on site. Yeah. It, I'm not buying it. Well, even the way that Aaron was killing the walkers that came at him, like, he threw one into that piece of metal mm-hmm. headfirst. We're supposed to believe that killed that walker? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. But not only that And he's kid. already weak and, like, on the deathbed right now. But he's strong enough to do that. Right. I mean, it, but it also comes down to what we've been talking all along. Run away. Run I know. Away. Just there's whole, whole big gaps in these very slow walkers. You could walk away from them. And but be Scott, it's so muddy. <laughs> and he lost his knife in the mud. I know. It was it was tragic. I mean, it must have been raining for days. <laughs> That's very true. That, for it that, to be that yeah, muddy. That ground became a bog all of a sudden. He's like, oh my God, it's like six inches deep in mud. Where the hell did my knife go? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Ross Marquand is 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 reading these scripts and going, "Man, I've been marginalized yeah. big time." <laughs> yeah. Come well, on, Aaron has more experience than this. It was funny when he did his speech after he woke up from passing out and and then passed uh, out again. <laughs> yeah, when he did his speech, it sounded like one of his voices. You know, he does voice mm-hmm. imitations, right? Yeah. And it sounded like one of his voice imitations that he does. It didn't sound like him at all. Doing a little Kevin Spacey from the mud? Yeah. <laughs> he's not, I don't think he's doing that impression quite as much anymore. No, Ooh, no. no, probably not. <laughs> probably not a good idea. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Oceanside stuff at all. Good. Well, I guess we're done talking about that part then. I know. Moving yeah, on. I think we can move on from that one. Um. <laughs> but... The show does open with a scene that I really loved. Oh, and yeah. Stuart can attest that I was bawling buckets again. Oh, God, yes. I was just a blubbering mess. <laughs> like, oh, my God, Carl. I miss you so much. Especially <laughs> when it was like the how I felt holding your hand. Yes! Part, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Here oh, we go. God, that tore me. Like, it's up. so right. <laughs> Kim, Kim, I I couldn't even listen to that the second time I watched it. I it, it tore I you up that much. Right through all of it, I was just like, yeah. "Oh my god, it's so sad." Well, Scott, so, sometime you'll you'll have the strength to get through it. I watched it the first time. 
<laughs> I listened to it the first time, and it, you know, and I always go back to watch the show to catch you know dialogue pieces and so forth like that. I just couldn't sit through that again. Well, again, it was much better the first time around. Mm-hmm. I did not cry the second time. Are you tearing up right now? No. Yeah, you are. Shut up. Yes, she is. Will you hold my hand? Oh, God. Liar! Never. Liar! <laughs> but I liked the imagery that that evoked. I thought it was very sweet. And as someone with small children, what? You're tearing up again. I am not. <laughs> Liar! I just can't. Kim, I just can't believe they couldn't make it to the Ross Farm. They got interrupted going to the Ross Farm. Oh, oh, right, right. When the cow came to the fence. So cute. So (laughs) cute. But, no, I like that they brought that into the whole scene, and it made... uh, I don't even know how to say it. (laughs) Giving everyone the opportunity to have a life, a real life. Well, I think that's what Rick needed to hear. Really? Like, not just... Like, how many freaking times a season does he need to hear that? No, 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 no. This is different, (laughs) though. Not just the be passive, be a friend, don't Don't, fight. Don't kill everyone you meet. It was the simpler times of when the world was still normal and when you could make a real connection with somebody and not have to worry about somebody else eating your face off. And that's what he's trying to get back to. And I think that's the picture that Rick needed to get in his head. And when he saw Jerry down below and he was cuddling with Judith and they were spinning around. Yeah, but he didn't even see that because he was like sitting down on the floor of the porch. We all saw that. I don't care if he saw it. It was so cute. Yeah. Super cute. Mm. Mm. Jerry's just a big bear. The only problem is, is that it was completely useless because... This is going to be a fight to the death. So hmm. uh, all this stuff that he brought up. So what? Rick's not taking it to heart. Negan's not taking it to heart. Rick's only going to take it to heart with the people that he thinks are worthy to stay alive. Which he hasn't found many in the sanctuary that fit that bill. Well, no, 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 not yeah, not the people in the sanctuary. But right, right now, I'm just hoping he keeps the people in Hilltop alive <laughs> and doesn't start killing them. Right. Um, well, we'll see. Because, I mean, there are people that he's questionable right now of keeping around at the hilltop. So. Right. There, the, the constant theme is there is life after. There is life after this. And you have to keep people around to, and, and understand that just because they're on a certain side doesn't mean that they don't want to be alive after this. Yeah. And that's the whole thing that he keeps... I mean, it's been, he's been harping on it ever since, well, before his death. Carl has been harping on that, trying right. to prove it to his dad. And that it's just a luck of the draw of which group you end up with. You mm-hmm. know, when you're traveling down the road and somebody's there handing you food, at that moment you don't really care what side they're on or how brutal they are as long as you survive hey, let, let and me have safety you, for your family. I did have one question I wanted to ask you. It's more of a overall thing. Outside of Glenn and Abraham, have we seen Negan crack anybody's head with that bat? Nope. Yet when they attacked that outpost and killed those people, they had all those pictures all over the walls of all these people who had their heads smashed. This is what I'm saying. We've been watching for two years, and he hasn't done it once. And I think it's because of the uproar they had from Glenn and Abraham being smashed in the head like that. People complained enough that they're probably not doing it. Don't you no. think? 
Oh, yeah, you're talking about from the writers. I'm, uh, yeah. I was wondering if, like, Negan was hearing from his people around him, like, yeah, you gotta really stop smashing heads. <laughs> no, yeah. but every time we've seen him use Maybe his bat... Maybe the handle's bat, getting a little weak, he might break the bat. Exactly. Every time we've Carpal seen him tunnel, use the bat the on somebody, <laughs> it's always after they're already dead. Like, even yeah. in this episode, we see him smash the tip yeah, of the bat right. into somebody's face and then get the blood on it. But that was after the fact, and it's not brutal, and they didn't even show us anything. It's just all intimidation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're right, though, Scott. I'm, and I'm trying to think back when it was the outpost, how many of those people, there were a few where they were definitely had smashed in. But oh, I was yeah. trying to remember if there all were like of them. all those people were had the same thing. They were. They were. That was, okay. their, that was this guy's, whoever the guy that was dead in the bed there, that was his trophies that right. he put up on the wall. He took the Polaroids of it. Because you remember, there was a big thing also, and it kind of, we haven't seen it in a long time, but he always had, he had people taking Polaroid, Polaroid pictures That's of right. it. And Which is why when we saw Rick taking Polaroids of stuff to send back to Negan, we're like, right. ah, he's yep. getting back at him. Yep. But you're right. Yeah, he doesn't. He wasn't marking the the kills quite mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, but that's why the Simon death was not as exciting as I was hoping it would be. Right. Yeah, it was rather anticlimactic. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I I would like to that see was pretty damn intense. Yeah, the battle was no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. But I really wanted to see more out of Simon become a real madman and mm-hmm. just attack him like a crazy person, not just have a, you know, boxing match with him. I agree. I did like I did like him showing up, though, as a walker. That was good. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. And you could tell he had some fun with that, too. Yeah, he was growling like a pit bull. Mm-hmm. His face actually looked kind of cool because they had darkened it around the, yep. the hairline. He he almost looked like a vampire the way the blood had come down mm. off his right. So I was thinking of um, True Blood when I was watching that. Mm. He looked like one of the characters from that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of True Blood. Thinking more <laughs> like Salem's Lot or something like that. <laughs> he did look vicious. Mm-hmm. But you cannot mistake in that face. It's definitely him. Yeah. What do we think about Simon's his empire building attempt? And then his revolution building attempt. I mean, he was working. He was working Dwight pretty hard. He's working Dwight. Um, Gregory was working him pretty hard, which was actually a surprising scene. Yeah. Um, to see Gregory get ballsy. Um, yeah, exactly. Nut up a little bit and start standing up to him. Totally surprising to see him. Do yeah, that and to, I was kind Simon. of. I was kind of saddened to see that it ended as quickly as it came. I. I kind of liked seeing Gregory with some guts. Yeah, he was like, "I'm. Yeah, it's not going to end like this for me." Right. I was confused in that scene. I don't because I it wasn't because it wasn't him. I mean, it was never he had never shown that sort of thing. But like, it was he. I think he was finally. Well, he know, was backed in a throwing corner. it all in. He was he was giving it all his all to, no, I to understand not lose that. the position. But but what was he saying? He was not giving up. Was Simon was saying he was going to kill him? Well, he was. Yeah, Simon said he was going to kill him. And he said, that would be a monumental mistake. And yeah. then he said, I didn't go all through through all of this for nothing. I didn't build okay. this. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Yada, yada, yada for nothing. Yeah, he's like, he said he turned into an ass kicker now. Yeah, he says, I'm he's... the juice. You want the juice? I'm the juice. And then, and then you know, Simon slams him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and it was over. <laughs> Free me coffee, but boy. that's but that was where the intensity intensity kind of started with that, you know, with Simon mm-hmm. kind of saying, uh, "No, hell no," and then, I mean, it, there was a lot of this back and forth of like, you know, who who are you cheering for? 
um, who's the insane or intense leader of this battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then, then you know, Negan confronts Simon. Right. And uh, and, De- and Dwight gives him up. And yeah, and Dwight. Yeah, well, yeah, he confronts. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he confronts Dwight and says and tries to get Dwight on his side and make sure that that's going okay. And then right. all of a sudden, you think that Dwight's meeting him out in the yard, and then Negan's right there. So it's just like but this did back you, did and forth, you ever, back, losing did, control. Did you believe at any point that that Dwight was was on his good side? No. Well, but but see, you don't know who's whose side Dwight's on. I mean. We think, of course, he's on like Daryl on their side, you know, our our people's side. So you're kind of wondering what is, you know, What's how his is next he, move? yeah, how I, is he playing yeah, the situation? I, in the back of my head, throughout all of it, was the fact that Lara came back with Negan. So yeah, well, so yeah. Negan knew ah, but what see, was that going had not on been with proven the yet. whole time. That had not been proven. That was just your well, okay, theory. but it didn't. I mean, it certainly. I didn't buy into it at any point that that Dwight was getting on his good side. Scott, let's just say it was a good theory. Thank you. I thought honestly that Dwight would still just try to escape and get out of there. Well, the funniest thing with Dwight is he's not saying anything during any of this stuff. Yeah, it's all facial right. expressions the entire time. Yeah. And people are just or a talking real quick to him. thing or something. You yeah. Know. Simon's like, are you on my side? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know I can count on you. And Dwight's just sitting there like, like fiddling with a cigarette or whatever. He never says anything. Right. And then even when he's out in the yard and Simon's about to attack him, he backs off a foot and comes mm-hmm. back. Never says a word. Mm-hmm. He That's does. True. He does talk to Negan when Negan says he's going to be his number two. Yes, yeah, right before, yeah, he's like, well, yeah, that, that's great, Negan, thanks. And then, like... Was he like Clinton now? Oh, yeah, that did sound kind of like Clinton, did Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh-huh. George Clinton. <laughs> George Clinton. George Clinton. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. That's, try, try the steak. That's the beauty of Simon and Dwight. Both the actors are very good with facial expressions, and we all know how much I love those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the confrontation between Dwight, or not Dwight, uh, Simon and Negan when Negan put him on his knees? That was pretty oh. intense. That was, that was extremely intense. Yes, I thought for sure he was getting the bat, but I'm glad he didn't get it at that mm-hmm. point. Right. That would have been too early. Mm-hmm. Well, did you hear the actor, uh, I, what's his name again? Uh, Stephen Ogg. Uh, Stephen Ogg. Uh, he was saying later on how... He really wanted to confront Negan at that point. He wishes that they had written in where he turns around and looks at Negan while Negan's getting ready to bash his head in. Yeah. 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 And is defiant with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Stephen Ogg, when he was on The Talking Dead afterwards, he kind of looked disappointed that he did not get the bat. Mm-hmm. He seemed disappointed to me that he had to go through the fight because he was kind of like, yeah, I guess I went out all right or something like that. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't all in. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I think we, we as observers or watchers of the show, we, th- we think the same thing. We didn't think it was a real fitting end for him, necessarily. Yeah, and then he talked about how the Walker portion of him, he wanted to continue being aggressive, and so he, he made him aggressive as if he, his personality had stuck, it kind of like frozen in time when he died, mm-hmm. and so he continued that into the afterlife. But... To me, that was him saying, I didn't die well enough, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like take it to the nth degree. Yeah, or I didn't feel like I was done yet. Yeah, like he didn't get the death he wanted. Right. 
So I feel kind of bad for him because he's one of the best characters on the show right now. I think they and thought it was going to look a lot more intense than it was in the end. Yeah. And it just really just didn't come off that way to me. If, if they beat him with a bat, it's like a couple seconds of a minute of something. Whereas that, that fight scene led on for a good, good long time. I think the one thing that took the intensity out of it was that they took the focus off of them fighting. Mm-hmm. for when Dwight was trying to get Gregory out of there. Yeah, to get Gregory. And so you you kind of got pulled away, and then all of a sudden, Negan's choking him out on the floor. But how how, yeah. how scary would it have been, or how shocking would it have been with, with that scene where they're sitting around the table, they're discussing things, if Negan doesn't pull a uh, Robert De Niro move where... Remember the scene in the, in the mobster movie, Untouchables, I think, or whatever, when he has the baseball bat and he beats the guy to death at the table with it? Yeah. If he, if you'd had Negan just wander behind Simon and just all of a sudden swing that bat down on him, well, see, I that thought that would have been shocking. I thought that he was going to kill someone else. Mm. Yeah, the guy to, who ended up pulling the map out. I yeah, thought he was going to hit him to te- to try and teach him a lesson. Right, like you know, this is one of your guys. Like he had found out like who was siding with Simon mm-hmm. and killed somebody else instead of Simon at that point. Well, he did take care of those guys. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm with you, Scott, though. I think that the element of surprise would have worked very well with this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Could, you, could you imagine the scene with all them shocked at the table if that happened? Yeah. That would have been intense. The I think the only disappointing part of that would have been that Simon had not had a chance to really um, voice what his real intent was yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't have follow through yet. And I think that it would have been, and that's why I'm glad he didn't kill him right then. But I think still, if he's going to do the fight to the death, it would have been super sweet if Negan somehow had gotten the bat in his hand and just beat the shit out of him. Okay, well, here's the other side of it. Um, By surprise. Negan coming into this situation has Laura, right? right? Yeah. So he already knows Dwight is the shit bag. So he's just trying to use Dwight to get more information about who might else be turning on him. Right. And mm-hmm. also to use so, Dwight. To, he, I mean, he was brilliant in using Dwight as the way to get the disinformation to the hilltop. Yeah. So the whole back and forth with him, I mean, the fact that he keeps Simon alive at that point um, and then uses Dwight to turn Simon mm-hmm. out, I, you know, I think it was, uh, it all played out very well. Mm-hmm. Well, when they were in the courtyard and uh, Simon is trying to get Dwight on board and he's got all of his guys there before they get shot. And um, when Negan comes out and Simon sees him and he kind of lunges for Dwight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that scene too. Mm-hmm. Where Simon's like pissed. Like, yeah, after they gunned down all his henchmen. And I still was trying to figure out how they took out all those guys and only two people popped out that seemed to be the shooters. Oh, they had snipers up in the building. That's okay. what I figured. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I, 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 and I thought that was a very intense scene. I thought it was really good. I love the way Dwight whistled to the signal it was time for Negan to come in. Did you not notice that? I didn't hear Dwight whistling at all. Yeah. Was that Dwight? I thought that was Negan no, whistling. No, that was Dwight. It was, um, yeah, you know, he, he was, uh, confronting Simon on the stuff and Simon was, you know, telling him that everybody's in. Oh, I see. I thought, I thought Negan whistled from behind the no, car no, no, just was, as like an announcement. No, that was mm-hmm. Simon. Oh. I mean, not I mean, Simon, I mean, I mean, Dwight. Uh, Dwight, yeah, calling him out. 
I'm gonna have to look at that one again because I, I seriously thought I thought that it was like a Negan saying, "Oh, I'm back here!" Surprise, surprise. No, I think it was. That's a Negan whistle. Yeah, I know, but I think that was his signal, and and you can kind of see the smirk on Dwight's face as he does it. Hmm. Interesting. Because that's a, I didn't think Dwight had a smirk or happiness about any situation he was in in this <laughs> in this series <laughs> this entire episode. He did. It was just kind of like. I hope to God I'm not gonna fucking die. I know. The next well, second, Dwight had no love for Simon either. He looked no, scared shitless a, this yeah. entire episode. I agree. He's like, I don't Wouldn't know which be? way to go. He was on just, anything. yeah, he just like arms kind of crossed and like, please don't freaking beat me with anything at this moment because he's like, he's a he's actually a very thin and kind of gaunt guy. Yeah, and you're like, he Zombie-like. is. He's just made to be a walker at some point. He is, but they haven't made him a walker yet. And, time is coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, yeah, it's very true. Yeah, and that's the thing. He doesn't even die in this episode. It's like, yeah, and now he's cosplaying as Daryl with the A sweatshirt on. Next episode, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, by the way, I, I did think it was great that uh, one of our other theories uh, came home that we said Simon was the guy that killed all the people at Oceanside. Oh, yes. right. Right. That was big. I could not believe on the Talking Dead when they were like, were you guys all surprised that Simon was revealed as the killer of the Oceanside guys? And people were like, yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, they but actually, actually, the um, they, the they guest were, person, mm-hmm. like, uh, the uh, the woman that was on there, yeah. who was like super fan woman. Yeah, she was. She, yeah, she said that, that she had the exact same theory, so... I think yeah, it was pretty. I, I think it was. Oh, well, I think they to need to listen that. to our podcast. I mean, obviously they're not. Well, and she that's has been. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> listening. Yeah. In fact, well, I think <laughs> yeah, I pulled a few strings with Hardwick to get her on the show. Nice. Did you? So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You were the She's one who got her elected. Stalker. You got her elected as the super fan. Not all the other I people. I do what I can for her. I do what I can. She's volunteered at a lot of Walker Stalkers, actually. Has she? Yeah. Is she nice? I've never met her. Well, then that's no help. <laughs> that would be one indication she's not very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she did name her kid Maggie, so that's cute. But, uh, yeah, so that is really cool. I would actually like to know more about Simon, how he became such a dickhead, um, what happened in his life, and how he met uh, Negan, how that whole encounter happened. Well, I think we can expect that Simon's song has come to an end, and we will well, not find that stuff out. It's over. The good thing is, I'm hoping that Simon continues on for a couple more episodes, or one more episode, I guess, as a walker, since he's tied to a fence now. I think it's done. Yeah, I think he's going to be gone now. I mean, he can't deteriorate that fast. Yeah, but I don't think we're... I, I, yeah, I, I, Kim, don't have to hold out a whole lot of hope on that. I think, he's, I think his run has come to an end. Well, who else showed up this episode that was already dead? Didn't somebody else? Mm, not that I can think of. Father Gabriel? No. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It was Father Gabriel. That's what it was. <laughs> He's pretty He's much pretty, Eugene. He's pretty much dead. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah, yeah, him too. Do you guys want to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about Eugene a little bit? I think yeah. that sounds like a good plan. We'll be back in a moment. There is a man with a face and a name I don't remember. I was in the house in the middle of the woods. He said, what's on? Don't you laugh out loud with him? Listening all day, I'm listening. Ooh. Gotta be strong. Ooh, we gotta keep holding on. It's now just a matter of. Time. 
right, everybody, we're back. Um, I think we should head over to the ammo factory and see what's going on with those folks. Uh, yeah. So I think one of the most interesting things about that whole scenario, first of all, I really liked Gabriel's performance in this. I know you don't like him, but no. I liked that, one, he was honest and said, I just did it because I'm scared to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't well, and yeah, and I don't want to hurt anybody, any of my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel sympathetic towards Father Gabriel at this point. I think that if I were in that situation, if I put myself in his shoes, I think I'd probably be the exact same way because you kind of feel hopeless, like you're never gonna escape, you're never gonna get out of there. This is now your life, and mm-hmm. you're stuck here. But you know, I I I liked Father Eugene, his character, Father because, Eugene, or. Excuse me, not Father Eugene, Father Gabriel. I liked his character too. because uh, because he was a redemption project that made it. And that was well, the part I enjoyed about him. Before he became that product, I didn't like him. I, I thought he was a useless character. I mean, it was driving me crazy with his whining and, and all this kind of stuff and, and his doubts all the time. And now we're just right back to that again. There, there's more to it now, though, because yeah. you have seen that side of him that has more the confidence in what he believes and confidence in his faith. But he and, even recites the fact that it was it was uh, akin to what he was when he was in the church and he blocked everybody out. I, I don't think it's going to last that long. I don't think it's he's either going to die or someone's going to save him. And, and I think he will be redeemed again. I, just, I think it, I like the guy that had the sniper rifle on the shoulder and was. Tracking yeah. people down. That's the guy. That's the Father Gabriel I want to see. Yeah. I think the thing with Father Gabriel, though, is that when he was redeemed, the people he was with gave him strength. He finally found a group of people that he thought were, that he could call a family. And they built him up to the point where he could have the confidence to save himself and save others. And I think now that he's in this situation, and he knows that it's almost like an impossibility that he could escape or that they could save him. That's why he's kind of slipping down the rabbit hole again into self-doubt and remorse and all that other stuff that goes along with it. Um, and so that's why I'm sympathetic to him. I think it makes him more human that way. There's a lot of other stuff going on in the show. I don't have time for that. You don't have time for anything Yes, like I this. do. Yes, I do. No, you don't. That you, every I don't. time you're like, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I still I still think it's worthwhile to keep Father Gabriel around. Mm-hmm. Um, they they uh, for some reason feel it much more important to keep Eugene as such a center point in all uh, uh, his intelligence as the center point. Yes, there have been some times that he has proven to have some sort of intelligence in pointing out the obvious in some things. He has been a, they found out okay he can make bullets right okay he's read a lot know. of stuff. But that makes him an important figure. I know, but get a book on how to make bullets. That's what you need to find out. Eugene almost seems like a useless character to me. It's the apocalypse. You want them to run down to the library and get a book on making bullets? Where is that? You don't even have to check it out now. There's evidently some lady out there giving away books. I mean, come on. Yeah. In a Um, monster truck. I'm I'm just very annoyed by his character. Mm -hmm. And and especially like he's like, I like the... Mac and cheese and sardines and blah, blah, blah. It's like, God damn it. Really? I mean, do you have to make it? 
If I have to that see the words, this guy is like a walking child. If I have to see the words a lot and Eugene in the same sentence, I get angry. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, they could. They could definitely limit his screen time. Mm-hmm. They could. They could condense how much time we're spending with Eugene um, into just like boom, boom. Okay, this is what's happening instead of it being like half the show is developed around. I mean. What, what we we have him get captured mm-hmm. after he's had this whole discussion about mac and cheese and sardines, which is right. supposed to be kind of funny. Yay, haha. And then he gets captured so easily by Daryl. Right. And then they're walking off, and then he makes himself vomit to get away from them. Totally and, disgusting. And then the two people, one who's supposed to be like semi-military expert in Rosita, and the other one who's supposed to be this awesome tracker right. who can hunt anything... And they can't find his ass. It was just a very ridiculous. Well, not only that, the, the Eugene that we've been dealing with throughout this show would never be able to hide himself very well. He would either still be running, or he'd be cowering behind some dumpster somewhere. Yeah. But why do you think he's such a strong character now? He isn't. What a strong happened? It's that because made him he so because he can make bullets. So it's now okay. Well, he now... feels important. Uh, to who? I don't. I mean, it feels important. He's important to, the, to saviors and to Negan. Yeah, he's important to the saviors and Negan, and he he's important to the hilltop because he can make bullets, but probably just more to keep him away from Negan. But don't you think that because he's so important, that's boosted his confidence and made him this this you know maybe jerk of can, a guy who now wants to save his own ass? Well, Kim, you know, even though be. he's already like let. Uh, mm-hmm. Let um, Father Gabriel and what's his face go? Right. Well, you're holding out hope that okay, well maybe, oh maybe there's a you know part of Eugene, be since he helped helped Father Gabriel escape, that and the Doctor that um, maybe there's part of him that's still good. Mm-hmm. And so um, when he gets captured by Daryl, he even kind of shows oh well he's still kind of comfortable just talking to them, and that's when Daryl shoves the knife in his face. Is like you know the only you know. I'll cut your tongue out if you don't shut up. Well, because he got cocky. Well, and you saw his face after Rosita stuck the gun in his chin. Yes. In one of his chins. Um, And (laughs) he was was very angry and determined. But I still, I just can't buy that from Eugene. I just don't see it. And I also, I'm, I, you know, literally I'm having a hard time buying that he's that, that, that important. I mean, Hmm. he just doesn't, you know, the whole thing has just been kind of just an odd thing i'm just tired of waiting to find out if eugene is a good guy or a bad guy and i'm, I'm tired of that whole scenario and i'm tired of the eugene character period mm-hmm. yeah it was just it was way too much just back and forth like just get him somewhere and it but it, it felt like a big time waster mm-hmm. yeah because then he's back making bullets again yeah it's like, it was, oh, exactly it's like we never left yeah i did like that he left the building all white and then when he came back, he was all dark because of the ash on his clothes. So the the difference between white purity and darkness. So, so maybe he now is truly on the other side. Yeah. Even though he I mean he he never he never showed before this that there was any indication that he wasn't, other than letting Father Gabriel go. I mean, he treated Father Gabriel like a dick when he found out he was messing with the bullets. He's like, Why don't you go cry in the corner and just try not to be so loud? Which was fucked up. Yeah. But, I mean, he had his chance to escape Negan's grasp. Right. He did. And he didn't take it. Well, wouldn't he? He found out that the people he was escaping with 
who didn't appreciate him enough. You think that's the reason? Or do you think he... I think he's fully Neganized now. No, I think... Uh, well, I you think remember, he was, who, who was it I who think made he was, the I think he was probably him. willing to go a Daryl on them if they didn't show that they, you know, had no respect for him. I, I don't know about that, Stu. I mean, he still was... He seemed to be very reluctant over it. He was just trying to appeal to them based on his history with them. I don't well, think he was, he was explaining to them why he was he mm-hmm. had stayed with Negan. But we did have a point when um who was it who attacked the sanctuary solo? Was that Rosita? I can't remember who went in by themselves and then they they Sasha? found you. Maybe it was Sasha, right, 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 right. And she yeah. found Eugene and Eugene told her no. He was staying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's right. So, but then he brought her the earbuds and the music mm-hmm. so that she could, mm-hmm. you know, right, then die. off herself. Yeah, and then give and her, he the her the drugs. The drugs, right? Yeah, right. So he has some sort of heart, and of course he let Father Gabriel. Yeah, do, he has some said. sort of heart to watch people die and not actually help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, adorable. It's really actually, difficult to yes. figure out what he's doing. What his aim is? Yeah. So uh, no, I have no. Lo- I really have no love for Eugene mm-hmm. and the character. Nope. Yeah, I think I'm starting to get that way, too. Time to move on. I still like his one-liners, but mm. he's not as funny as he used to be. Oh, it was a lot better when it was playing off Abraham. Now you don't have Abraham. It's just this That's weird true. guy. That's exactly what happened. You're right. Just the weird guy with yeah. one-liners that everybody's like, okay, you're weird. Sure. Occasionally, they'd be interested when he was having conversations, interesting when he had conversations with Negan. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were contrast to Negan's style. But Well, and then, yeah, now I would have to spend, like, the next half hour trying to decipher what he actually said. Right. <laughs> well, I still liked when he said the chicanery mm-hmm. line. It yes. was very cute. Yes, it was adorable. Chicanery, chicanery I believe. Well, the, well it's not that's... like an actual cannery. No, it's not a cannery. <laughs> so the, the last thing that we had on the episode was uh, Michonne calling Negan. And right. trying to... Make a last-ditch effort to reach Negan through Carl's letter. And we've come to find out now that Negan is too hardened to even listen to that anymore. Yeah, he didn't seem as emotional this time as he has in the past when Mm -hmm. it comes to Carl. Neither Rick nor Negan seem like they are willing to make any sort of concessions. He says it, though. I think he he is past that point. And I would agree with him. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, after everything that's been going on, like, you know, there was there was time for emotion. There was time for, you know, maybe some sort of talking or peace. And now it's like way past that. And Rick, he, yeah, he pushed the buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, so, Rick had know, the like, opportunity when he talked to him about the letter, when he yeah. talked to Negan about the letter. But Rick was kind of like, you're going to die. That's the end of the story. Which is why Negan was like, well, Rick, what are you doing right now? Yeah. That's true. That's so true. I mean, he had, Fuck he them had, all. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Negan gave him opportunity to talk. What what that meant in Negan's right. sense, I don't know. If that just meant which, like that's I'll give Negan you the opportunity ended... to come here so I can beat you with a bat or what, but it seemed more more than that. Right. That's how Negan ended the conversation. The time for talk is over. Mm-hmm. No more talking. And then he broke I'm... a perfectly good radio. Those are not I easy agree to with find. that. That's that, that was, was stupid. stupid. That was a stupid move. It's hard to find those things in the yeah. apocalypse. Props guys were like, what the fuck? God damn it. I know. We didn't mean for that to happen. 
No, but then Negan's like, oh, oh crap, now I can't check with the guys on the perimeter. I think, the, I think that radio thing happened because Negan's a little bit tough with those radios like Kim is with her phone. Yes, that's right. Just kind of dropping it and shit. <laughs> it was already halfway broken. Did you get a new phone yesterday, Kim? I did. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Well, let me... Just let me, because. Let me say that um, the one thing I'm... I'm getting a little frustrated with because I feel that this is going to happen is I do not feel that the final episode is going to be conclusive. I really feel the final episode is going to be another cliffhanger. Okay. Well, they and call it the I'm end of the war. Of I know. I know. But I, I, I for some reason, I, there's just too many things going on to end it in an hour episode next week. I was kind of wondering about that, too, because I'm wondering who we're actually going to lose next week, if anybody. I have a feeling... I have a feeling I know who we might lose, which is a pretty big person, but, um, Jerry, no, not big that way. He is a big person, (laughs) but if they can wrap up the entire all out war episodes in just one hour, I'd be super surprised. However, it would be really cool to see them wrap it up and then do a, like some happy stuff next season. Mm-hmm. Like what? You know, like we're recovering. Prancing through. We're going to move flowers. on with our lives. Rick's going to become a farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't want to deal with another cliffhanger. Like a time let's jump. Just, let's just end, end this thing now, and and maybe go into the season without a big cliffhanger, and just have anticipation for what's next coming the next season. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're going to have a big battle and there's going to be like Negan or some other people are going to disappear off to the forest. And it's going to be a question out there. Yeah. You know, I don't think... Who survived I, and who yeah, didn't. Um, it's not going to be conclusive. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be fully conclusive. There's no way. Yeah. No. It's too easy. And and like you said, it would actually be disappointing if yes. it was. Right. Because there's too much. Well, we know that we're going to see the end of Morgan next week. Like right. at some point he's going to uh-huh. walk away. Right. And be like, Morgan's Peace probably going to kill somebody and then go crazy town and disappear into the woods. Yeah. And he's going to see Henry. And he's going to be like, ah! and just start running off and be like, shit, what the hell happened to Morgan? I don't know how to get back. Where am yeah. I? I'm in the woods. <laughs> he's going to steal the helicopter and fly away. <laughs> That's the whole awesome. reason the helicopter keeps coming back. Just so it's a it's an easy it's a way te- to get Morgan <laughs> it's a tease across a couple Morgan. states. It's just a tease. <laughs> it's like a big sucker. Here, here's your lollipop. Oh, it's a helicopter. Oh, but awesome. you could have Morgan do like what was it? I think it was uh, I think it was Day of the Dead where they had um, the helicopter that takes off the heads of a couple zombies. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. So times. you have Morgan go out and he could chop a few zombies mm-hmm. apart with the mm-hmm. helicopter. That'd be pretty awesome. That would be. On that note. I think we should head into our hit or miss segment because I would love to find out what you guys had for your hits and your misses. Why don't we Are you s- saying that would have been my that would have been a hit? Is what you're saying? My idea would have been it a hit. would have been a hit. It yeah, that okay. immediately reminded me we needed to do that segment. <laughs> um, so, Stu, what was your hit? Uh, my hit was that um, Negan did not beat Simon down when he confronted him in their little roundtable mm. discussion. And the fact that he did not beat him with the bat when they finally had to off each other, when they, they fought each other to the death. That was a hit? Yeah. I'm glad yeah. he did not kill him with the bat. Hmm. Huh. 
Hmm. Because okay. because for for Negan to truly take control of all the people that were in the Saviors, he needed to show him that he had some skin in the game. Yeah. You know, it, you can can't it can't do it the easy way out with the bat. Yeah. And I think that was like a huge like, holy cow, Negan's going to step down from his throne to actually fight his man. Even though, even though, okay, Simon may not have deserved it because he crossed him and, and did what he did and tried to go behind his back. But Negan was like, let's do this. We're going to fight. If you want to be the man, you got to kill the man. It was pretty gnarly when you hear his windpipe crack. The whole, yeah, the whole thing was gnarly. And actually, I think uh, J- Jeffrey Dean Morgan's portrayal of killing him when he, and I don't think we talked about this, when he says, now that you've shown them, you've shown them a chance of of not following us or not, you know, mm-hmm. following us to the letter, whatever he says. And uh, uh, that now I have to kill them all. Because he says he has to kill all of the hilltop at that point. I thought and then he right. chokes really, him out. I thought it was really important the line he ended with was, what an asshole. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> But he was so intense at that scene. I was like, holy crap. He was yep. That was, yeah, that mm-hmm. was insane. It was well played by him. Well, we know that yeah, uh, good point. Negan can protect himself. Kim, would you, yeah. what did you have for a hit? He's not just all words. Yeah. My hit was the character of Simon in general. I think now that he is gone, I could say that he was a fantastic character and probably one of my favorites on the show at this point. And of course, we always loved his his humor and his great lines, his one-liners. Um, I appreciate the way that they grew his character from someone who was just a henchman for Negan and brought him around to someone who actually threatened Negan's leadership. And I super loved his walker at the end. One mm-hmm. of the best walkers ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, my hit w- was, um, really watching, um, Negan manipulate the situation throughout the episode with the knowledge he already had and how he was playing the characters against each other and so forth until he finally sprung the trap on Dwight in the end. Um, mm-hmm. I thought a lot of that was really interesting. Uh, and maybe I, I, I was looking at it from a different perspective because I think a lot of viewers who didn't think that he knew about Dwight's betrayal probably were thinking that there's a possibility Dwight's going to get himself back into things and you know get mm. on Negan's good side and all. I had it in the back of my head the whole time that that Negan already knew about Dwight so to me it was it was more fun to watch his manipulation of the situation and you know his his confrontation with Dwight out on the on the uh, yard when he tells him to put out his cigarette now, of course, I have no mm-hmm. idea what they were moving in that dumpster. Um, that didn't quite make a whole lot of sense. But I did like the way he... I figured they were bodies. <laughs> yeah. So, But I figured that they... that, Or I liked the way he told, you know, Dwight, just remember this moment. Mm-hmm. You know? So, Kim and I were talking about that a little bit. Like, the symbolism of the cigarette. Because mm-hmm. with, with Dwight, it's very important. Because he shared the cigarette with his wife. Yes. So much. Sherry. And so... When, yeah, so when Negan shows up and he's telling him to put it out, mm-hmm. is that like is that a pet peeve of Negan's? 
Is him like the the guy smoking around him? No, I don't think so. Or... I think it's more just to make it a dramatic moment. Okay. To order Dwight to do something and then tell him to remember it. Yeah, because Dwight had just started on that cigarette. Kim, what do you got for a miss? My miss is basically that Lucille did not get to meet Simon. And I thought that that was kind of a letdown. I do have a second miss. Of course. And that is that Eugene is the biggest backstabbing asshole in the entire show. <laughs> uh, he, okay. he's, he's up there with, uh, with um, um, oh crap, what's his name? The hilltop guy. Leader. Gregory. Gregory. Gregory? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel more that way for Eugene because we have that relationship with him when he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. And to see him evolve into what he is now really upsets me. Gregory's nothing but a backstabber. Right. Right. Yeah, right. We expect that from him. Yeah. Yeah. We did not expect it from Eugene when he first did it. Hmm. Now it's becoming apropos, I guess, for him. Gregory never brings a side to the potluck. No. <laughs> he just comes and eats. Without a doubt. <laughs> That's funny. So, Stu, have you got a miss? Uh, my miss is the fact that I don't have a miss. That is a big miss. <laughs> that is a big miss. <laughs> oh, uh, man. my No, you know what my miss is? What's that? My miss is the fact that Rosita and Daryl could not catch Eugene. I think that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I thought that was just, that was absolutely silly. They just walk right by. You know those two of any of them would be embarrassed as shit. That they went through this whole effort to catch him, and Eugene gets away from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I, I don't even know, if, do we see anything after the fact that they say they lost? No. Eugene, they, they, they just disappear into the yeah. ether in mm-hmm. this episode, right? Yes, yes. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's well, just, that was just ridiculous. I mean, they have to come back just like and be like, "Oh yeah, we were just out hunting for squirrels or something." Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. "Don't even say what you were doing," because I mean, you've lost all credibility at that point. Exactly. Exactly. That would be my miss. Um, my miss, like Kim, is Stewart's hit. Um, I I think there was a, the, I had envisioned, you know, them sitting around that table, and and um, Simon down at the end of the table with that shit eating grin on his face. And you just have his head decimated, you know, and have everybody around the table just get totally shocked, mm-hmm. you know, and then Negan start messing with them, too. I think that scene brought back the intensity of Negan without having to visually show the gruesomeness of Negan. Yeah, I think, you you know, we had not seen Negan kind of in that same gruesomeness since he had Daryl locked up. Right. I think it was Daryl that he... Or no, maybe it was uh, Sasha. Maybe it was Sasha he had locked up. I was looking for the shock factor. He killed that guy. Yeah, Yeah. I I was looking for the shock factor, those two. I really was. I was looking for the shock factor that that would be to the audience. Just to have How many times do we complain? I know, but how many times do we complain about them going the extra yard when they shouldn't? They don't have here to I show felt, the gruesomeness. Glenn. No, they don't. They don't have to show the the gruesomeness, oh. but they probably would have if they did it. Well, I well, don't know. I think they had pushback, think, so they might not have. I think what you said about uh, we got to see his intensity and the fear of him again through this. I think that's a good point because when he 
when he told Simon to put to get down on his knees, I was like, oh, yeah. When he shit. walks behind him, I was like, oh, fuck. like I got nervous. I was like, <laughs> bye bye, Simon. He's getting ready to get Glenn. Yeah. But um, and I was, but I, then again, I was like really excited that they didn't do it. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was like anticipation. For I didn't want to do it as a, I didn't want him to do it as a setup like that. I wanted to do it just like a, a element of surprise. Yeah, a complete wild card. Just boom. I agree. I agree. And be so, a total shock uh, to everybody. But I do also agree with what Stuart's saying in that that very first scene when they're at the round table, that intensity was needed. We need to build Negan back up to someone who has to be feared and not laughed at. Well, I think mm-hmm. bashing somebody's head in at a table in front of all those other lieutenants would have definitely gotten that point across. Well, and he equally had the, the same opportunity when he met him out in the yard and popped out from behind the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anytime I hear that whistle, I get nervous. My hands yeah. start sweating. Yep. I'd hate to be camping one night and hear something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I know what I'm going to do next. i in that car so fast. I know what we're going to do next time we can. Yes, that's right. Plans <laughs> are plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I set that one up. <laughs> That was really good, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, All right, what's yours? Uh, or did you do yours? I just gave you he mine. Did, he did his. Oh, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. His, his miss was me. Right, right. Was you're being right, you're born. right. Stu, Stu was a huge, huge miss. <laughs> it was a devastating miss to the show. When, when mom said she was going to have another child, that was my miss. <laughs> I know I cried. Oh... <laughs> uh, so it looks like we probably had some listener comments out there. Stu, you got anything? Uh, yeah, uh, Hercules Handy off Twitter uh, commented, I love the Gregory Simon scene. Also would have loved to see Negan, Lucille, Simon, but Walker Simon is a badass. He is. All right. Mary, the Italian bartender. I think I would like to meet Mary at some point. <laughs> that would be awesome. Is it just because she's a bartender? Yes. Okay. And she's Italian. She might give us a free drink. Uh, said, what's next for Dwight? I have a feeling Eugene has something up his sleeve. He mentioned Ginger when he was talking about making bullets. I think he's talking about Abraham. And darn, I'm going to be on a cruise ship leaving Friday, going to miss the finale <laughs> and opening of Fear of the Walking Dead. I have a DVR. Just hope I don't see any spoilers. Dude. So my advice to you, Mary, is don't go on the internet at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Did cruise ships not have cable? Come on. Mm. Why would you be watching TV on a cruise ship? I don't know, but if you're a huge Walking Dead fan, I think you could find a place. I, to I find think she place. would have to. I think she needs to skip the cruise. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, there's that. She could skip the cruise, mm-hmm. send me her ticket, mm-hmm. I'd, and then she doesn't have to miss anything. No, I'm saying you're not a true fan if you're going on a cruise that weekend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we're getting a little harsh. Now we're getting a little Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Priorities, um, Mary. Yeah. Uh, Emmeline Beltcamp said, I've been on vacation the last two weeks, so she's, so she's on the on other vacation? Thing. What? Everybody's on vacation. Spring break. It is Come called on. spring break, dear. Uh, um, these last three episodes are, were amazing to watch back to back. I'm quite pleased that Simon is gone, but I'm going to miss Stephen's wonderful performance. That and the way Simon and Gregory just owned any scene they shared. I like that. Mark LaVarnway said, question, if we believe Rick can be redeemed, and I believe that is the common belief, in fact, some people do believe that he is in the wrong, 
Then can we believe that Negan can be redeemed? What about Eugene? The behavior of Rick and Negan flip-flopped these last two weeks. Last week, Rick was bloodlusting and Negan compassionate. This week, Rick finally reads Carl's letter and seems to be weighing Carl's logic. But Negan tells Michonne, I'm going to kill you all. All I have to say is, if Oceanside rides in to save the day, I'm rioting. Yes, there you go. Totally agree. <laughs> and and I totally agree with Mark about the whole uh, switching of the characters around as far as the morality point has been very interesting to watch. Yeah, I yeah. think we need to get you and Mark together, Scott. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we on Twitter, um, someone had posted some stuff with uh, Fear of the Walking Dead coming up. Uh, they're posting uh, pictures from Fear of the Walking Dead, and actually, some there's some videos mm-hmm. of uh, that are more than just what they've been showing uh, clips of that oh, we really? that yeah that we've been seeing on Twitter as well. Really? And someone posted uh, a link with um, Fear Me podcast, Fear Me podcast or something. <laughs> you mean uh, us? Yeah, link to it, and it had uh, a picture suck. of Nick and Alicia. Yeah, <laughs> had a picture of Nick and Alicia on there. And um, Diane Warren on Twitter said, love these, Nick and Alicia. Watch out, Morgan's coming, Nick. Beware the stick. <laughs> Faceplant. Faceplant. Which plant. those scenes that they've been, they've released are actually pretty hilarious. Morgan and, yep. and Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm super excited for Fear. Uh, there seems to be a lot of people excited for Fear coming back, which is is that's awesome, exciting in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. yeah, there's a huge following. I'm I'm, really I'm much more excited about Fear coming back than I am about next week's finale for The Walking Dead. To tell you the truth, I'm well, interested. I'm excited for both. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited for, for the too. final episode, no doubt. Yeah, but, whatever, uh, Scott. Stop backtracking. But, I'm actually the other one's really... more to me is more interesting. I'm really excited about the new characters that are going to be on Fear. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm interested in that. Going to have a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. Dillahunt, that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. So. Um, Kim, do we have any news to share? We do. I'm very excited. Um, some of this has nothing to do with Fear of the Walking Dead or The Walking Dead, but I thought it was really interesting and wanted to share it with you, especially one thing that I think, Scott, you're going to really like. Yeah. First of all, Preacher, the return for Preacher has been announced. That's going to be June 24th, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. I don't remember them doing 10 p.m. before. No. It's kind of late. But um, 10 episodes this season, and Jesse and crew return to Angelville in Louisiana. Remember the swamp? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, where his mom was from. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be in Louisiana. So that'll be exciting. Um, secondly, Scott, this is the one you're going to like. Oh, I like so, the you first know... one. <laughs> All right, then we're done, I guess. We don't need to have any more news. I know. <laughs> no. Joe Hill. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Great author, son of Stephen King, wrote the book Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The book has now been picked up by AMC. Nice. Mm. And they're doing 10 episodes. Really? I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. That'll be I know. great. Do you know who's going to be in it by chance? Or No, they haven't even announced. Uh, it just happened, so they gotcha. haven't announced who's going to be in it or when or anything like that. But um, one of the executive directors is Jamie O'Brien from Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and Joe Hill will be an executive director. I'm sorry, Jamie O'Brien's actually going to be the showrunner ah, from okay. Fear. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know anything about Nosferatu, 
It's about a vampire who owns a car, and the license plate is NOS4A2, Nosferatu. And it's about a young artist who discovers she has a supernatural ability to track this man named Charlie Manx, who is an immortal. He's a vampire. Mr. And he Mix. feeds off... What? Mr. Mix. Yes, yep. and he feeds off the soul of children, and then he takes their... Bodies. remains okay. and puts them in Christmas land, which he has kind of created in his own mind. And it's a very screwed up amusement park. Uh, yeah. Uh, representation of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm picturing, picturing something uh, that's like a nightmare before Christmas. Thank you. Yes. Oh Lord. <laughs> that was a stretch. Of Jack. Memory. Yeah. Okay. Jack O'Lantern. And a more classic, like, Stephen King type movie. Okay, well, not, not quite, so cheesy. Not quite so touchy feely. It was yeah. a that was a uh, creepy as shit book. Yeah, yeah, it no was. Doubt. No doubt. Uh, it was your awesome. description sounds extremely creepy. I've never read it before. But it I am pretty so screwed up. excited. <laughs> so excited, especially that it's going to be on AMC. Maybe folks, we can watch folks, it with Kim the kids. Kim is clapping her hands together right now. Yeah, we should watch it with the kids. If we could do a podcast about that. Mm-hmm. Why not? Oh, let's do it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> let's do it totally because Stephen King, that's how we all got into this. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should totally do it. Hmm. Okay. okay. Done. Okay. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> and okay. if anybody out there has not read the book, and when is it going to be released? We don't know yet. Oh, the, you don't know at all? No. The, the okay. show? Yeah, the show. We don't yeah, know. So, they're, so they're just talking about getting this thing going. Okay. Well, they evidently you got, you got sign, time to read the book. It's pre-production, I would think. Yeah, right. so you got time to read the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody that's out there that's listening that might be interested in this forthcoming show that's going to happen, then go out there and read the book. Yeah. And then you can follow along. I follow mean, they've along, ordered Mr. Mix. They've yep. ordered 10 episodes, so it's going to happen. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, order up Mr. Mix and Christmas Land. Yes. So, the next little bit of news is a bit spoilery, so if you don't want to hear about it, it um, pertains, pertains to The Walking Dead. And that is that Lauren Cohen, to my knowledge, from everything that I can find online... Oh, I don't want to hear it. ...still has not signed a contract and is probably not returning to The Walking Dead. What? Well, they certainly have minimized her in the last couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, she's hardly been involved in anything. And and to me, that's been kind of bothering me why... Why we're spending all this time looking at Eugene and and Maggie, who's the leader of this compound and so forth, who, who has been relegated to just staring down people. Yeah, yeah, very there's, thoughtful. Yeah, stares. there's even been some other uh, photos that I've seen. I didn't even I didn't even realize how um, minimized a character she's become. Uh, but there were some photos where she's kind of separated from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was seeing on Twitter well, as well, but. Um, no, that would be extremely disappointing if that's how she goes out. <laughs> if I could take a guess, I would say that she's probably going to be killed next episode. Wow. I don't really? think I don't think so, only because she's still in negotiations with them. So yeah. they couldn't have anticipated that her character would be gone. Or they just haven't released the fact that the negotiations truly have ended. Yeah, but the, keep in mind, though, they filmed this a while ago. This wasn't I know. just filmed, so... This negotiation stuff she's got going on has been going on in the last couple of months, but the show was made last year, so mm-hmm. they ended filming in November, I think it was. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see Maggie dying in the last episode. They wouldn't be working out trying to work out a contract with her if she had. 
Right. Anything so, else? That's it. All right. Very good, Kim. Good stuff. Next time on The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 16, Wrath. The communities join forces in the last stand against the saviors in this all-out war unfolds. And also, let's mention the Fear premiere, which is going to be called What's Your Story? Uh, a lone traveler's weary journey is interrupted by new acquaintances, some who become friend, others who become foe. I think we know mm-hmm. who that weary traveler is going to be. Yes. Yes. Who's that? I'm just kidding. So I'm kidding. <laughs> there's probably going to be like, what do you think? Like a month or two time lapse between when F- uh, The Walking Dead ends and when Fear starts. Yeah, but it's so actually going to be like a few seconds in between. But at this point, that means that Fear will actually be in the future of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a feeling then the next, you know, if they do, you know, if they do end this, you know, on the next episode, then they may start the Walking Dead next season a little bit in the future, too. I think they will. You know, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Maybe Nick will have pills that'll help Morgan control his schizophrenia. He's a pharmacopoeia. Yeah, he is a pharmacopoeia. He should have something. Everybody should know a pharmacopoeia. I'm not sure what that means. But. <laughs> He's a cornucopia of pharmacies. Okay. Yes. It's going to be super exciting because we get to see it in the theater. He's a big pharma rep. Yes. Back to. So just so you guys know, back to back episodes next week. Starting at nine o'clock. I don't know what they're going to do with Talking Dead. I'm assuming that'll be after fear, of course. But they're just going to have like a whole shitload of people on. And our plan is to actually do two separate episodes next week as well, right? Yes. So we'll we'll, um, we'll have two different episodes. I'm not promising when anything is released. Because <laughs> we've had issues before. Yeah. People complaining. So. <laughs> the, the five <laughs> listeners we, we, we have complaining. We will do what. <laughs> oh, it went up in number? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we will do what we can. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for everybody's support. And I hope everybody enjoys it. Yep. It's going to be awesome. going to be fun. All right. If you would like to write to us, and I'm really hoping you guys actually will write to us both about uh, how you feel about The Walking Dead this season and what you're expecting to see out of fear. But you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting sites. Oh, let me mention one more thing. Fear of the, Fear of the Walking Dead. They said that this season could also be a standalone. So even if you missed last season or other seasons, you can start watching this next season and be able to pick it up from there. It's a reboot. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's a reboot. Anyway, reboot. Good night. All right. Good night, everyone. Adios. Good night, everybody. <laughs>